You're listening to the Pennsylvania Woodsman Podcast Deer Season Special. These bonus episodes revolve around deer hunting stories and experiences from a host of deer hunters. These whitetail hunting BS sessions will be launched every week during the 2023 hunting season, adding fuel to your fire in the deer woods. Be entertained and hopefully learn something along the way. The title sponsor of the Deer Season Special Series is Vantage Point Archery, home to the toughest machined one-piece broadheads made in the USA. VPA products are built to last, which is why they have a lifetime warranty, and if you're not completely satisfied, you can send it back, which I highly doubt will occur. New to the lineup this year is VPA's Omega Broadhead. It combines the features of a single bevel with strength of a double bevel. This broadhead also comes with lay-flat sharpening technology. You heard right, a single bevel broadhead you can lay flat and sharpen without a jig. You can find the Omega and all the other broadheads at vparchery.com. The Pennsylvania Woodsman is also brought to you by Radix Hunting, home of the M-Core cell camera, stick-and-pick camera accessories, and much more. Also brought to you by Vitalize Seed, a one-two planting system designed with diversity and biology in mind, making it the best food plot available. And lastly, by Huntworth Gear, quality hunting clothing at an affordable cost, makers of heat boost technology. This week's guest is Nathan Killen. Now many of you know Nathan Killen as being the avid and successful mountain buck hunter of Virginia, but we're going to have a little bit of a different conversation with Nathan than you guys are used to hearing. And we do recap the 170-inch whitetail that he just killed this season in his home state of Virginia. Talk a little bit about the history, the, the chase for this deer, and what is to come after this. Some of the goals he now has set after accomplishing this goal, this hunting goal that he's had set for a long time. But we're going to deviate the conversation. We're going to talk a little bit more about the reason for the season. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit about Christmas and what the birth of Jesus actually means, and a whole lot more. This is a challenging conversation, guys, and it's one that's a little bit different when it comes to the normal hunting podcasts that you've listened to. I challenge you to listen to all of it because it all relates, whether it's hunting, fatherhood, husband, what you name it. It all relates. It's all relating to being a better person. And there's uh, there's some great messages in here that Nathan likes to share with us and I really challenge you to to stick through if you uh, if you're somebody who's a little bit on the fence or not used to hearing about you know conversation like this I thank you for joining us and I pray you guys have a Merry Christmas let's get to this episode So I got a special treat for us today. I've got Nathan Killen on the line with us today for the Pennsylvania Woodsman. Thanks for joining us. This was uh, this is a treat for me. How have you been? Doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, hanging out, man, with my girls. Uh, got off of work today about uh, 4.30 and uh, got home, took care of some uh, chores around home before it got dark right quick and just like I said, hanging out with girls. So. That, that's the hardest thing I have this time of year. Like I like the shorter days for certain reasons, but like I, I split wood all year long, make sure I got stuff for firewood and I try to keep, you know, chores around the house. I'm doing projects around the house and I just find it so hard with my job. I never have enough time with enough daylight at the end of the day to get anything done. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily I work uh, four tens. So, uh, uh, you know, that, I don't have much time Monday through uh, Thursday, but you know I got three days off there—Friday, Saturday, and Sunday—so that helps out a lot. 
That absolutely helps out a lot. I've been jealous. One of my good friends has that exact same work schedule, and there's a part of me that gets jealous of that work schedule because of the free time aspect for three days. But, you know, one thing he said to me, he's like, Mitchell, he's like, I I don't enjoy my job. I got a long commute, he said, and I'm miserable for those four days. He said, what you do, you relatively enjoy your job, even though it takes your time five days a week. He's like, you know, it's, it's not always greener grass on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, uh, your job, uh, if you don't have a real good job that you just dread going into all the time, it, it, it's, it can make it difficult. I actually had a position at the same uh, place that I'm working right now, and uh, I didn't enjoy it at all. It was a swing shift, and uh, I was you know back and forth between days and nights. I had a lot of days off, but I really didn't feel like doing anything during those days off because I was kind of recuperating from the night shifts. But, uh, yeah, uh, having a bad job or a job you don't enjoy, it's, that's not any fun. So, But I'm, I feel uh, a lot better now that I'm on day shift, uh, straight day shifts, and I've got actually my old position back. And uh, so, yeah, it's working out real good for me. Perfect. Well, I, you know, a lot of people listening to this probably have heard you before because like we were talking before we started this. You've, you've been blessed to be on a lot of different shows, and I'm glad to have you on mine. Uh, but if there's anybody listening that doesn't know who you are, I'd, I'd like you to introduce yourself the way, uh, the way you'd like to be introduced. Well, uh, of course, my name is Nathan Killen. I'm from the southwestern part of Virginia, uh, just outside of uh, Lebanon, Virginia. And I've lived here all my life. Um, I started out uh, being a machinist uh, in a local machine shop, and I've done that for probably about 18 years. And now I work for the power industry, and uh, I'm a maintenance mechanic there. But uh, uh, I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful baby girl. Well, she's not baby girl anymore. She's uh, 18 now. But uh, and uh, I love the Lord, so uh, I've been saved since I was 12. Uh, the best decision, of course, any, uh, that anybody could ever make is proclaiming Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, that's, that's who I am. I absolutely love hunting whitetails here in the mountains. Um, and I do a little bit of out-of-state hunting, too, and I enjoy that. But, you know, I've been to some, uh, you know, Ohio and uh, Iowa uh, hunting, bow hunting, and uh, I still enjoy hunting these mountains right here more than I do uh, the Midwest. So, there's something about home. Like I, you know, I, I'm from Southeast Pennsylvania. We have, uh, you know, ridge plateau valley. We have some mountains around here, but I, I really get drawn every year more and more to North Central Pennsylvania just because of that big woods aspect. I really enjoy that hunting. There's something about home. Um, you know, I've done a little bit of hunting outside of Pennsylvania. I've, I've hunted in New Jersey and I did hunt in Virginia already just for turkeys. Though I haven't deer hunted. I'm not real familiar with deer hunting in Virginia too much. Um, okay. t- tell me a little bit of like, is your, are you a one buck state? Are you a two buck state? Like what's your seasons like right now? As we're, as we're talking, we're close to Christmas here. I mean, is deer still season still going? Are you wrapping up? What's it look like? Uh, yeah, our season is still going. Uh, our season actually starts in October, uh, usually the, well, always the first Saturday in October. And then uh, it runs for four weeks, and we have a, a two-week early black powder season that comes in. And, uh, and then rifle comes in for two weeks, which we just finished up. And uh, we're back in bow season now. And then black powder, late black powder, actually comes in this Saturday. And it, both season will run till the first Saturday in uh, January. But uh, 
we're a two buck state uh, west of the Blue Ridge, which is where I'm at. East of the Blue Ridge, you get uh, three buck tags. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty liberal. Okay. So I'm kind of curious. Like, I know you're very into traditional archery. You love to do traditional archery. But do you yeah. do you hunt beginning of the year to the end of the year regardless of the weapon? or what is? Are you allowed – and the other thing, too, like Pennsylvania, I can hunt with a bow – all year long in any of those seasons. Can you do that in Virginia? Yes. Yep. Yeah, definitely can. Um, and most of the time I do uh, bow hunt, you know, through our firearm seasons. But uh, the past few years, I've kind of fell back in love with hunting with the firearms. Uh, there's just something classic about throwing a backpack on your uh, back and uh, your rifle across your shoulder and uh, and just, you know, roaming around in the mountains. I that's one thing that I, I love about our mountains is we, you know, we got a lot of territory and you can just explore and uh, just lots of adventure comes along with that. And I, that's just something that I really enjoy. And, uh, but, you know, years ago I used to be bow only and I thought that that's the only way to hunt, you know, but I've kind of outgrew that. And it's because of the, you know, uh, the classicness of carrying the firearms, you know, uh, I don't carry a firearms because it's easier, um, but uh, that's not why I like to gun hunt, you know. And I don't hunt with traditional archery uh, to because it's harder. I hunt with traditional archery because I love that equipment, you know. So uh, a lot of guys, you know, that's the reason they go with traditional archery is to make it harder. And it does, but uh, uh, that's not why I do it. I just love the equipment, so. Yeah, you you do what you love, and I can appreciate that. Uh, and I saw you uh, you brought, broke out the rifle this year and and harvested an absolute fantastic buck, a buck of a lifetime. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, that, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that that was definitely uh, the buck of my lifetime. I, I actually have one other whitetail that I killed with, that was bigger than that uh, that I killed with a bow in West Virginia, but. Uh, I don't know the, uh, the the buck that I killed this year. Uh, he he was my dream buck. Uh, I kind of feel like that uh, I reached a goal, and uh, I can move on beyond that now. So that's really cool. The uh, there's something again, something about doing it at home and everything else. I'm sure there was there's a, a very long story. I mean, just briefly without getting into too much detail how long did you follow the deer and and how long did the story of agonizing you know sleepless nights type of thing go on <laughs> until you were able to to kind of close the deal well oddly enough i actually have more history with this deer than i originally thought um and i didn't realize that till here just the other day but uh i refound this deer i thought that i found him but i actually refound him um back last year back last november um and i i hunted him uh, you know till the end of season uh a little bit i didn't put a whole lot of time into him but he he was still a good deer last year he was in you know right around 160 and uh but i i realized that he he was you know a special deer and obviously you always hope that they grow some and uh, so i've done a lot of scouting for him uh uh, looking for his sheds i ended up finding one of them and uh, but anyway i picked him back up this past summer and uh, uh started hunting during you know first day of bow season you know and but i never did see him during bow season but i i, I didn't hunt him uh real aggressively you know 
and for obvious reasons. But uh, anyway, I ended up killing him. But just uh, probably a week or so after I killed him, one of my buddies was looking through my trail camera pictures that I had shared with him. Uh, and, and these trail camera pictures was from 2020. And he said, man, that buck right there looks like the deer that you killed. And so I immediately went and started looking at my uh, trail camera pictures, and sure enough, it was him. And But those pictures were from two miles away across the hardtop road and across another mountain on the backside. And it was a deer that um, I had actually gotten on a uh, scrape that I was running the camera on uh, during the summer of 2020. And he it was just a really nice deer even then, And but he disappeared come uh, fall and i always wondered where that deer went to because he never did show back up and uh so lo and behold uh it, it turned out to be this deer so i figured out where he went to <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious I, I just talked about this with somebody the other day we were talking about accomplishment sense of accomplishment with you know whatever we have you know hunting wise right and, you know, as I sit here, I, I look over here, I can see out of, out of the corner over here, my first buck. And it's yeah. a very, very small six pointer. I have a shoulder mount of him. And that's not the deer that I look at the most out of all the stuff, but it is the one that like when I, when I like rewind time and I think back to what it was like when I, when I shot that deer, I remember that was one of the most like the greatest sense of accomplishment I had up until I killed, um, you know, a, a deer of a lifetime for myself a few years ago too. So those are, there's, there's a few of those that really resonate for me. And I'm kind of curious, like, can you compare this sense of accomplishment to other stuff in your life or other experiences, or is it just all still in that pinch me phase for you? Cause it is pretty fresh. Yeah, you know, uh, to be honest with you, uh, yes, I can compare it to a lot of different things in my life, F from uh, hunting to um, other things in my life. And and really and truly, I it, you can't help but know that the Lord has His hands in it. Uh, he has blessed me all my life, and and that's really humbling to me because you know I'm not worthy of that. I'm not deserving of that. None of us are. You know, the Bible says that our best is as filthy rags, you know, and, and I know that about myself, uh, but he, he still keeps blessing me, you know, and, uh, but I believe that the reason he, do, he does that is for me to, uh, bring glory to him, not myself. See, that's one thing that we mess up a whole lot, especially as deer hunters. We think if we have that we're really successful, that, uh, it's all because of us, we, you know, and really and truly, that's not the case. Uh, the Lord gives us each um, talents, and uh, I believe if we use those to uh, uplift Him and to further His kingdom, that He will He will definitely uh, bless us richly by that. And and that's the way that I have to look at it. I just feel like that He has uh, blessed me with a talent for hunting these whitetails and a. Uh, um, a vision, as you might say, and and it it just all works through him, you know. But uh, it, it's funny that some of my the greatest deer that I've ever killed, um, and you know, the Bible says for us to pretty much claim claim it in Jesus' name, and 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 that's basically what I have done. Even this buck that I killed this year, 
you know, I was really, uh, I was starting to get a little bit down and frustrated because, um, I went to Iowa and I, and, and Iowa is, man, that, that's a, a white tail mecca out there. And, but it was my first time out there and I'm not used to seeing that kind of deer sign. Uh, they was, I seen more bucks out there than, well, I, I seen as many bucks in, in a week and a half hunting out there as I would see in 10 to 15 years of hunting here in the mountains. And, but I was getting really frustrated at myself because, um, I was making it more complicated than, than what it needed to be. And, uh, but anyway, I came back empty handed from there and just the frustration of that. And me not seeing that, uh, the buck that I really wanted to kill, which was Dreamcatcher. And, uh, I just had a heart to heart with the Lord, me and him, you know, and I said, Lord, you're gonna, you know, I, I'm, I need some help here. <laughs> I'm kind of down, you know, but I got to thinking about things and I, and, you know, I thought, you know, you've always blessed me with, uh, um, you know, things in my life and, and, and some of the bucks that I've killed. And why would I ever doubt you in this situation? And I just told him, I said, I, I'm just going to claim him in your name, Lord. And and he was dead within 24 hours. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, incredible. It is. And and I, I can't tell you how many times that has happened in my uh, life or even hunting career. You know, we just got to put all our trust in him, you know, because it, it truly, it is all him. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious. And, and let's go down a rabbit hole conversation and I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out how I want to word this question. So I'm uh, bear with me, but I struggle because let's, let's face it. I've got, you know, in my house, I've got, I love hanging deer heads. I love to have my trophies. Uh, you know, I've, this, this is back here is my first bear that I ever killed, which was an incredible moment. I was 13 years old. And I love these memories and stories. And I, I, I have a drive to keep accomplishing new goals. Like you talked about lifelong goal of shooting dream catcher, right? And I've got some other goals I'd like to accomplish as a hunter. And, uh, when I start fueling in my mind, the, the the process or the things that I need to do and put in place for them to happen, you know, it, the, the things that come to my mind are hard work, a big time commitment, um, you know, uh, determination, you know, sacrifice. There's a lot of things that come down that, that mind, and um, it's really hard for me, as it is, I think, with most people who in, enjoy deer hunting, trophy hunting, that that sort of thing, to to not let it be a 100% selfish endeavor. I, I mean, I, I've, I've said before, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, I truly feel like hunting mature deer is a selfish endeavor. I mean, it's you versus them, and that is such a hard line to walk, and I, I really struggle with that. And, and now I'm kind of rambling. I, 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 I want to forward it on to you. Like, what comes to your mind? Like, how do you, how do you manage that in in your life? Because I, I know you're a, a follower of Christ, but you love the same passion I do. Uh, I have struggled with that uh, same question uh, a lot, and uh, because I, I've you know I've prayed literally to the Lord. You know, I, I know my obsessiveness over whitetails, and I have been that way my whole life. And uh, I've worried about that. I worry about even the deer heads that I have on my wall. You know, have I made them gods? You know, I've struggled with that. But um, I have, you know, I've basically told the Lord, I said, you know, if 
if this is a problem in my life, take that desire from me, you know, uh, to not want to chase him anymore. Uh, but he has never done that. And I think the reason is, is because I'm supposed to, and I finally figured this out a few years ago that I'm supposed to use this talent to lift him up, to hopefully lead others to him. And that's, that is my piece within that. You know, I, I put my family first. I put my girls first. I have not always been that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, in your younger years that it's easy to, um, forsake your family and put them second. But the older I've gotten, uh, I've realized that and I've, I've tried to make sure that I didn't do that. Um, but one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Genesis twenty one twenty, And it goes like this. It says, and God was with the lad and he dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And I feel like that that is me. I feel like that God has put my heart in the wilderness, brought me up there, made me an archer. Now it's, it's up to me to use that to, like I said, to, you know, hopefully bring others to his feet, you know, so, but that's the way, that's the, that's how I look at it. I prayed about it and, uh, and I'm still here, you know, it's just like my social media, you know, a lot of people probably think that I have my social media to, um, bring attention to myself. Well, if they truly knew me, they would realize that I don't like attention. Mm. Uh, I have so many times wanted to, uh, get rid of my social media because I didn't like the attention. I, I'm a quiet person. I like, you know, I just like my privacy, but I, I keep getting messages from people, um, you know, that, that are followers of Christ or on the flip side that I've opened their eyes to uh, Christ and what he's done for me and, and others and what he can do for them. And uh, I even had one guy tell me that he got saved. So, I mean, I, you know, if, if, if my social media helps people with that, then, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it going, you know, not for me, but, but for the Lord. So, and I hope that people see that through that. And I think sure. that they do. I get, I get too many messages uh, from people, you know, uh, saying that. So, well, you brought up a couple good things, and I'd like to, I'd like to touch on them in a little bit here. You, you, you brought up about, you know, forsaking your family and the balance and stuff like that, and I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. But, yeah. you know, as we're rolling into this, you know, we've probably got some people on here listening that are Christians. We've probably got some people who might not be. And before we lose them, I want to ask the question to you: Why in the first place? Like, like, why, why save yourself at twelve years old, and and why, why talk about this in a manner that is is not is just not normal to some people that might be listening to this? Well, uh, because we, you know, we were created. We we didn't come from fish or tadpoles or anything like that. And if if you think that, uh, reach out to me and and let's have a conversation about that. Uh, Things of this world are way too complicated for it to come from nothing. Okay. Um, we have a creator, God, and, uh, and when God created us, he created us with a free will. And the reason that he created us for, with a free will is because it's just like, 
you think about, you know, for one thing, we are his sons and daughters. Think about your own children, <clears throat> that they have their own free will. You want them to, you know, you know how much you love them, and you want them to love you back. But you don't want to force them to do that. So, you know, that that's, uh, he, that's the reason he created us with a free will. But the problem with the free will is, is he knew that we was going to fail. And he has um, basically set rules for us, you know, to follow. And and when we break those rules, we're sinning. And God is a perfect God, and uh, he, he can't be in the presence of sin. So, you know, we, we're going to live so long on this earth, and then we're going to die. And uh, so, you know, if if we're sinful people... Uh, unsaved we can't dwell with him and he has a another special place for those people and um but the only way that uh, we, we can't save ourselves uh but and the only way that we can be saved is through jesus and the sacrifice that he made on the cross so uh you know that it, it, and the, the problem is is people think that uh, that's some fairy tale and the ones that do think that that's possible can't believe it because it's so simple you know the plan of salvation is you know just have faith in god that he you know he uh sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and he died and rose again and um and it's just a matter of simply believing that and trusting in him because his death on the cross cover every sin that any uh, every human being that's ever lived and going to live on this uh on the face of this earth it covers every one of them and all you have to do is believe that how simple is that believe it and accept it and that's all they are to it uh, yes uh you do have to make some changes in your life but if you truly accepted jesus into your life he's going to convict you and, and you're going to change you know so but that don't mean that you're going to live a sinless life because everybody sins. Yeah, you know, I'm a sinner. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that that's a simple version of it, you know. Uh, I hope I answered your question. Well, you, you certainly did. And I, I, what, what, I'm, what I'm hoping happens is it, it makes other people ask questions. And I, I feel yeah. bad asking you some, of the, some tough questions, in my opinion, but I, I feel I, I have to because... I wanted to tie well into some deer hunting conversation too in here, but Absolutely. Like what, what in your mind is different? And, and I'm having a hard time thinking about this. I'm going to call it this way. What in your mind is different about the American, American ideology of Christianity versus being a follower of Jesus? Oh, well, I don't know. Um, the American ideology and of what I, what I mean like what I mean by that is I feel like there's and maybe I've got this skewed mindset it's it's something that came up in a church service I went to and it's it's this uh, just this ideology of um not uh, of over for, of for forgiveness like a, like an amplified version of forgiveness right and I think there's a lot of us that. Uh, believe there's a creator, right? And they, they believe mm -hmm. a lot of the teachings, but 
maybe don't truly know what a follower of Jesus looks like or ha- will know what it likes to actually have an acceptance of Christ in their heart. And I, I don't know why I just felt compelled to ask you that. So <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we, we could maybe we could talk about how they might view uh, how a non-Christian might view uh, a Christian and how that might um, I don't know I don't know how to say that but you know non-followers of Christ I think a lot of times look at Christians as goody tissue type people and um and and that is that that's not the case i mean some people might think that but but that that's wrong Mm -hmm. and um but uh and i think that a lot of non-christians um they look at their selves in a mirror and uh their own lives and think that they're they've done too much wrong to ever come to the saving knowledge of jesus you know and that's not true either uh, God loves all of us, and uh, He wants us all to be with Him in heaven. You know, and and trust me, there's two places you're going to go. One of the two places you're going to go, and if you don't have Jesus in your life, then you know uh, the other place is not going to be fun. Um, I, but um, I don't know. Uh, well, and, and another reason I asked that question, I know it's a, it's a tough question, and, and I just wondered yeah. what your your thought would be to it. I don't personally know how to answer it. I don't have the answer to it. I, I wondered your part, but I brought it into the conversation because I have spoken with people who um, love their deer hunting, love their, their uh, sports, love their whatever in life, and there's probably aspects of that that are unhealthy and there's a fear that that love and passion and drive they have for something that accepting christ into their life is going to ruin that is going to change that and i I wanted to bring this in because you and i love hunting whitetails we Mm -hmm. love hunting deer we love hunting game in general bow hunting it's it's a dire passion and obviously the lord has directed you on a path that that's not the case and neither one of us are going to sit here and say that um, by by having that in your life that that's a guarantee, but th- it's going to direct you different places that you would never even expect, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, all I can go on is my own experience with that. You know, um, you know, like I said, I I had prayed about it because I, I didn't want uh, my obsession or passions uh, because we all have them you know, uh, to interfere with my relationship with him. And, um, but I believe that concern has been answered. You know, he, he's kind of given me some peace about that, but I, you know, I believe that, uh, if you have unhealthy, um, um, obsessions or whatever with whatever it is, you know, um, that that's, that's another reason to come to Christ, you know, is to, you know, he he's going to start convicting you over things that you shouldn't be doing, and and you need to give in to those convictions. You know, uh, let them go. Um, but you just need to open your mind and your heart to for to his will for your life. You know, pray about it, and uh, and and he'll let you know. You know, he has me in my life. Um, 
does that mean that I'm perfect? No, I'm still not perfect. But uh, well, let's go back a little bit in the conversation too. So we we're talking about family, right? And, and family, yeah. and I know um, 2022 was a hard deer season for me because some, there was changes happening in my family life, and I, uh, as a husband and a father, I didn't know how to make those change. And I can tell you, I didn't handle them very healthy. And, uh, it, it took, it took some, some prayer and some consultation to, to really put me in, in the right direction. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you talked about experiencing that at phases of your life, but I'm kind of curious, right? So you have, uh, the deer of your life that you're after. Mm-hmm. What, what was the season like leading up to that? Um, uh, family wise and, and, you know, that balance. Well, uh, luckily my wife knows how I am. <laughs> We've been together for. 22 we're going on 23 years now and um so i you know i have a really good wife she understands uh me and and how much i love being in the woods and stuff and and you know she really doesn't say anything to me you know she uh she's pretty good at keeping me straight too and but you know i i just try to make sure that i don't put myself before them in that aspect you know because really and truly it's just deer it's just hunting it's just a hobby you know um well i shouldn't say it's just a hobby because it's been a lifestyle for me for so long but still uh we should never put that in front of family needs or uh, spiritual needs or anything like that and i obviously i have and and i'm sure that there will still be times in my life that i will continue to do that you know um but we just that's something that we just need to always be conscious of you know i've i've missed days of hunting for my family you know and uh but then other times they've been times that i put days of hunting before their needs you know and but i'm trying to and i've I've gotten a lot better at at not doing that uh the older i get um so yeah you you know i just i just try to Try to put my family first, and and of course put God first. So, mm. and and in return, He blesses us, you know. Absolutely, and and like I said, the the, the joy of it is you never know what that blessing is going to look like. That's exactly right. Yeah. So a a a lifelong goal, a dream, dear like this. Um, where are you sitting at? What where does your mind sit right now from a hunter's aspect? Like what uh, what other you know you know. I'm a, I try to be a driven person, right? I always set goals like yes. this. This year, my goal yeah. was I wanted to kill a bear with a bow, and I did yeah. that. I, I, I killed a bear, and and uh, n- now I'm formulating like what what do I want to do next? What what's next? Yeah. Driven like so. Where where are you at right now? Uh, just trying to simplify my hunting. You know, um, I've been obsessed with chasing. Um, top tier bucks in my home state i've actually had uh i have stiffer goals in my own home state than i do truly big buck states you know and um what i mean by that you know here i i won't shoot a buck here in my home state that i would in ohio or anywhere like that but um i don't know i whenever I started chasing those, the older age class bucks. It started adding stress to my hunting. And, um, I'm kind of over that part of it now, you know, um, 
so I, I just want to put more adventure into my hunting, uh, more um, fun back into my hunting. And one thing that I'm doing is is I'm going away from trail cameras um, <clears throat> because I feel like the trail cameras take a lot of the adventure out of it and um, a lot of the mystery out of it. And and that's that's one thing that you know I personally do it for is the mystery and that the adventure of it. And I feel like that running trail cameras especially when hunting big deer once you find one then your your mind and your whole world is consumed by that and really and truly that's unhealthy you know and so I, i'm not saying that i'm going away from hunting big deer but uh i'm going to just go more old school and go off of sign and uh just trust my instinct and my judgment based on the sign that i see to uh, um, decide whether or not i'm hunting a deer that you know i'm i'm interesting in in you know playing chess with so and that puts a lot of uh um adventure back into it because you don't truly know what you're hunting you know and um and i think that's going to put more of the fun back into it for me but um <clears throat> and also hunting different places because it's just like this buck that I named Dreamcatcher that I just killed. You know, once I started hunting that deer, then um, I felt tied down to that area and that deer. And there's more opportunities out there than just individual deer to hunt, you know. And so, you know, I'm going to start hunting different areas and uh, instead of just being tied down to one specific area you know because you know it's just like um doing the same thing over and over you know that kind of gets boring hunting the same place over and over gets boring you know i enjoy going to new places and because uh, one of the things that i enjoy most about hunting is actually the process it's not the killing um <clears throat> i love uh, winter and spring scouting and shed hunting um, because I'm, I'm walking around going through places that I've never been uh, to a lot of times. And I just love looking at deer sign, you know, and, and finding shed antlers. So, um, that, that'll be kind of the same thing, you know, that I want to do during bow season or during hunting season is just, you know, going more or less with an open mind. You know, uh, I may look at a topo one day and think, I wonder what's there during hunting season. I'll just load up and go and go hunt it, you know, instead of being tied to somewhere I've already been. So it's just basically putting more adventure back into my hunting. It's, it's funny. You talked about enjoying the hunting because I just had this conversation with my wife. We were, uh, I forget what the family circumstances was. There was some kind of family event on a weekend and I didn't want to go to it and I, and I wanted to go hunting. Um, I did go to the family event. I, my, the bullheadedness, you know, didn't get the best of me, but, um, she was giving me a you know, hard time playfully and she said, you know, what, what do you need to hunt? She said, what did you shoot this year? She said, you shot two buck, you shot a bear, you shot how many antlerless deer? She said, what else do you need to shoot? And I said, what you don't understand. I said, I'm yeah. not interested in killing stuff. I said, killing right. stuff is a part of that process. I'm interested yeah. in hunting. I said, and hunting yes. and killing are two different things. And yes. a, a non-hunter doesn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, they think that we're just out there for blood and horns, and that—that that is so far from the truth. 
sadly, you know, that people think that about us, uh, non-hunters that is, but, um, yeah, it, it's all about the adventure and the, the experience. Um, and if you, if, if you look at it otherwise, then, you know, you need to take a deep look at why you're really doing it is because the way that I look at it, if, if you're looking at it, the sense that you just want to kill, 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 and, uh, have all these antler, uh, antlers on the wall or mounts or stuff like that, then it's, it's probably more of an inward problem. Mm. Uh, whereas if you're in it for the adventure, you know, uh, it, it to me, it's it's less selfish. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. It, yeah. So, how many uh, how many situations have you had in your life? Like, I, I think too. Like, I, I don't need to have the blessings that I've had either. But you know, I've I've been in situations where I've shared deer camp with people, and I want things to happen for them, and it happens for me, and that's just the way it is. It's just that process. It, yeah. Yeah. It's. Ah, it, something about deer hunting. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened there, but I just cut out. But we were uh, we're, we're just going over the nostalgia of, of just uh, deer hunting in general. I mean, I had a I had a fantastic season. You had a fantastic season. Do, do you yeah. think the uh, you you were talking about going back to uh, no trail cameras, the adventure stuff like that? Do do you think that like that is just part of the process of maturing as a hunter in your mind because I feel like everybody goes through different phases maybe people take slightly different paths but it seems like there's a progression and the progression of first buck to maybe getting into archery or maybe it's getting into this but it's always going down that certain road and then I like you'll see it go to the most extreme end from the antlers and then all of a sudden you're still there but you kind of take a different path and get more relaxed like yeah. I see that with a lot of people, and I'm trying to figure out where I am in the mix. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think everybody goes through that. I know I did. You know, I started out whenever I was a kid. I killed my first deer whenever I was nine. And uh, so, you know, it's always uh, trying to get your first deer. And then after that, how many deer can you kill in a year, you know? And then to bucks only, and then uh, your bucks start getting bigger, and, and then you start wanting to kill certain age class bucks and and um and then once you kind of succeed at that you know then uh you know you're probably where i'm at you know you're you're more interested in the process um the um the nostalgia of it the adventure of it um and just sharing uh the hunt with other people you know uh that's something else we haven't talked to or talked about is is the people that you're you know sharing the hunt with i i thoroughly enjoy hunting with my dad and, and my buddies I, I my wife she likes to go some with me um to me that's that's becoming a more important uh, part of the process you know and uh, just sharing deer camp with guys uh it's funny over the weekend actually i i spent this past weekend bow hunting with a buddy of mine down in uh uh, Lee County here in Virginia, and I invited uh, one of my buddies from North Carolina, Dalton Lewis, to go with me. And uh, and when we got there, uh, Bill, my buddy, uh, had uh, his brother and his two boys there, and uh, we had a big time uh, hunting. And 
and and the funny thing about me is is I'm really big about um, um, being scent free and uh, you know what you know making sure that I'm really taking care of my gear, not getting uh, uh, scent on it and stuff like that. But I was really relaxed <laughs> over the weekend, and I didn't care about that stuff, and uh, which is very unusual about me. He, he has a taxidermy shop, and you know, in the taxidermy shop, you have the smell of uh, different chemicals and stuff. And and I'm in there running around with my hunting clothes on and my uh, hunting boots on, and that is very unusual for me. And we even went to an Amish place to eat. And you go in there, and it smells like a bakery in there, and I'm in my hunting clothes. Uh, but I was just really relaxed, and, and I didn't care. In other words, I didn't care if I was uh, getting scent on me from uh, outside sources, and, and I didn't care if I killed a deer. Um, I didn't worry about that stuff. I was just enjoying the hunt uh, and hanging out with my buddies, you know. And, and I really, I want to get to that point. You know, I want to get to where I'm less worried about killing stuff and uh, um, putting too much pressure on myself and just, again, enjoying life, enjoying the process, enjoying the adventure, and uh, enjoying the people around me. I, I've taken a couple of newer hunters out with me, and one of the things I always struggle with is knowing the balance of how much do I do for them and versus how much do I let them learn the hard way on their own for certain things? I that one I've struggled with. I, I kind of feel bad. My one of my good buddies, you know, he he's had some success in the past doing uh, hunting. He's he's killed uh, killed some game, but the past few years he's kind of taken a lead of doing a little bit more on his own. And man, he's really been getting his his tail whipped these past few weeks this season, even the past. I'm going to say past two or three seasons, he's really been getting his tail whipped. And there's, there's times where I'm like, I wish I could help him, but I, I, number one, I, I almost don't know what to do to help the poor fellow. And number two, um, the things I do, I feel like I'd, I'd be doing things for him too. And that, that's a tough balance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny you mentioned that I've got a few guys that I help. Um, I've taken them scouting with me. Um, I, I haven't taken any of them hunting with me yet, but, uh, you know, that's something else I'm trying to do too, is just give back and, uh, and, and hopefully help others learn some of the things that I learned, uh, you know, over, you know, the years of hunting and, and just sharing with them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's just a part of the another part of the process that I'm starting to enjoy. You know, just sharing with others and helping them learn. You know, but uh, yeah, you're right. You can maybe help others too much, but I, I think maybe maybe the too much part would be killing it for them. So, and, and obviously we can't do that. So, but uh, um, but yeah, I, you know, just help people out. You know. There's no secrets in this. I don't have no secrets. Yeah. Know. What? Uh, what we talked about deer camp stuff. I mean, do you do? Are you one where you try to do traditional annual deer camp type things? Or do you try to branch out and do new stuff every year? And then, what's deer camp vibe like in most cases for you? Well, I do. You know, with my uh, traditional bow hunting guy uh, buddies, uh, you know, there's a group of us that usually try to do a hunt somewhere. It, most of the time it's in uh, Ohio. This year it was in Iowa. 
Uh, and of course I went down to Lee County. I try to go down there and do that once a year, but you know, usually there's just a five or six of us gets together and, uh, um, rent a cabin or, you know, whatever, a Airbnb or camper camp, whatever, you know, uh, is available at the moment. But, you know, it's just, you know, a bunch of guys getting together, having fun and, uh, and hunting and, um, goofing off a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the goof, the goofing off part is where it gets me to, and the reason I brought that up is because one thing I I've struggled with over the years is I go to deer camp, and it might be with people I've known for a long time, and this and that and stuff. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, I find myself misbehaving a little bit more than I should at a lot of time in deer <laughs> camp. And you know, the conversation we had earlier, I, I I want there to be a good balance of of healthy fun, um, but also being a light. And you know, one of the reasons Nathan I reached out, and I told you this before, there's there's been some people I've had on the show that have really said you know i've I've shared camp with nathan or I've, I've spent time scouting with him and I, i've noticed that there's there's different and i asked you the, the deer camp vibe question just because I, I was curious like um how is your mindset in that in that environment uh focused on christ in your in in your head uh well you know what I, I probably don't do as good a job as i should um the best way I can describe it is I just try to, you know, basically be myself. I don't have a hard time. Um, I, I've never been the type of person that uh, had a foul mouth or um, anything like that. You know, a, a lot of people that know, well, most people that know me already know that I'm, that I am a Christian. I believe it's because of just how I, how I live my life, you know, um, but you know, like when we're eating or something other, you know, I always make sure that we're uh, blessing the food before we eat. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess that's the best way that I can answer that question. I mean, you know, the people, I, and I surround myself with, with quality people too. And, you know, really and truly all my friends, um, for the most part are Christians too, you know, and, uh, I don't know, you know, I guess the the people that um that I'm around mostly that's not Christians is is probably just people that I work with and interact with the, uh, daily, but you know, most of my hunting buddies they're they're already Christians, you know. So good deal. I I, I really appreciate you um coming on the show, sharing uh just sharing so much about your hunting experiences, um, but having a little bit of a deeper conversation with us. Um, I'm sorry I put you on the spot in a lot of this because this is stuff that's hard to talk about. But you know, I, uh, from from a deer hunting perspective, man, you have a lot of respect in the in the the, the community of deer hunters, and I really appreciate that and uh, and everything else. So before we go, I was kind of curious. You know, I had you on this time of year because we're we're a couple days away from Christmas here. And, uh, that's kind of why I wanted to to have you on and have this conversation of just life in general. But what is, uh, what does Christmas mean to you? Well, Christmas to me is the birth of our uh, savior, Jesus Christ. You know, uh, uh, he came, uh, you know, he, he's God's only son and he came from a a Virgin Mary, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, he was, uh, um, basically the perfect he lived a perfect life and he was the perfect sacrifice for our sins and you know easter is actually more important than the uh than christmas but uh 
Yeah, that, that's what Christmas is to me. It's the birth of our Savior, and of course, spending time with family and uh, um, and just you know celebrating you know Jesus. So uh, it's not about the lights. It's not about the tree. It's not about the presents. It's it should be about Him. So. And for me, one thing I've I've said a lot too is, you know, we have Thanksgiving a month before, but to me, the the true time to be thankful is is this season right now for yeah, for the, the right. gift that we have. So yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on, Nathan. Again, we, we this was a great conversation. We we went all over the place, and and I, I, I yeah. that was sort of by design and sort of by just where the wind took us. But uh, I thank you for coming. Are you doing any more hunting before uh, before the year closes out? Yeah, we've got. Uh roughly three more weeks i guess uh so yeah i'm gonna be uh hunting a little bit more i've still got another uh buck that i'm gonna hunt a little bit and i'm also gonna do a little bit of uh exploring some new areas and because uh, i i feel like i've got the pressure off of me now and i'm gonna try to keep it off of me so that's another goal is uh, no more pressure well how are you gonna so, uh, what in your mind how are you gonna keep the pressure off uh the trail cameras getting rid of the trail okay. cameras. that makes sense yeah. Yeah, because whenever you get a picture of a big one, all of a sudden uh, it it occupies the space in your brain, <laughs> you know, and you get almost obsessive over him. It's like you think that's my deer, and uh, and and that shouldn't be the case, you know. So if I don't know what he looks like, uh, then I can, you know I feel like that uh, I won't claim him or try to make him my own you know so and i think that's just a healthier healthier way to to operate so i would agree it's a healthier way to operate and not that it can't be done not that you can't use trail cameras and do it healthy but i tell you what it takes the temptation away greatly for you yeah yeah <laughs> i i and i say get rid of trail cameras i probably will hang on to one or two because you never know you know whenever you might need one to uh uh, you know, curiosity does get you, but I'm I'm not going to do it like I have in the past. It just creates too much stress in my life and and stuff. So, but you know, I, I appreciate uh, you actually asking me to come on here and uh, be able to uh, have the conversation that we've had. You know, because that this is definitely a first for me uh, on a, a podcast. And and to be honest with you, I feel like that it's needed more often. Um, so I appreciate that. Excellent, excellent. Hey, anything else before we leave you tonight? No, not that I can think of. Just, uh, you know, put the Lord first. Do not worship His creation. Worship the Creator. I like that. I like that. This has been great for, for, for me and many other people. Best of luck to you the rest of your hunting season, and, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy.